You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Sarah, this is how I could <laughs> kickstart my entire new career as a private detective. I mean, it's, I it's a golden opportunity. I don't really think that would go well on a resume for a private detective. No, I mean, detective. well, the only thing is, does this make me like a mole? Was that, is that what I would be? Would that be the definition You'd be of it? more so a mole than you would a private detective. Well, no, but I no, mean, you'd that's be what, like a peeper more than anything else, it's I'd It's not say. peeping. Paid to peep. It's not peeping. Paid to, it is peeping. No, it's in public. They're in a public it's space. It's public peeping. So it's not peeping. You it's can in peep public. in public. No, it doesn't count that way. That's not how it works. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we greatly, <laughs> greatly appreciate it. We are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internets, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. So we've, we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to. I'm gonna, going to reveal something here in a little the bit. big reveal. Greg's going to expose himself. No, I'm going to reveal something. You're making me sound so pervy. <laughs> I don't have to try very hard, Greg. I'm going to reveal something here in a little bit. But before we get to that, uh, I did want to bring this up. So it, this happened right before we went on air. Uh-huh. And I'm very, very excited about a possible minor opportunity that has arisen. So, I don't know. You're treating it as a major opportunity. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. So... As we know, you know, you guys know we do this show five days a week. This is our number one job, blah, blah, blah. This is what we do. This is our jobs. Um, but we have, then we have our little side jobs. And one of them is I do occasional acting gigs. And this one is not really a – it's an acting gig, but not something that would be filmed. It's Are you sure it's else. not going to be filmed? No, I don't think it's going to be filmed. Okay. I don't think so. No, but it's, it's this. So it's essentially they're looking for someone to play a mole or a secret shopper. As it would be. So, all right, wait. So, you're secret shopping, so therefore you'd be a mole like for the store? For the, no, it's not even for the store. I don't even think the store would know I'm there. So, they have these, I mean, we've all been to grocery stores where you see the, the samples, the, the sample people. Oh, like for example, if someone's in a beret and like giving out samples of cheese. Right, somebody like that. Maybe <laughs> somebody in this room did that one time and is super embarrassed about it and now it just got brought up again. Yes. And actually, it's that same company. So no way. So oh my. Okay, there are so many levels. Let All right, keep explain. going. Keep going. Let me explain. So there's the sample people that give out samples in stores. You know, they're not store employees. They're they're employees of this other company. I'm sure there's multiple ones, but this one in particular. And another thing that they do in addition to samples, they also do like the wine tastings. So they'll have wine. Oh, the samples of wine. Samples of wine. Yeah, where you like walk the by thimble like, of wine. Yeah. Right, yeah. Would you like to try the new Merlot, please? Blah 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 blah. Like one of those things, and. That's that's the job. And when I first saw this, when it came through in the email, I was like, oh, they want me to be a wine sampler. That's interesting. I don't know if I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. However. You have to talk about like the bold, fruity, dusky flavors or whatever. I smell a little bit of cinnamon inside of this. That's what it was like when I did the cheese thing. I don't know anything about cheeses. And I had, oh, yeah. You got a guy that was totally asking you all these like really cheese-specific questions, oh, right? Oh, yeah. That, well, what, and he was getting really pissy. What region of France does this cheese come from? Like, oh, uh, it says on the list here. And you're like, oh, well... You know, they're known for their smoky flavors. How would you compare that to the other cheeses? Like, fucker, I'm the guy handing out a cheese sample in a grocery <laughs> store. A, this isn't what I want to be doing. I needed some money at the time. Nobody sets out like their day and like, you know what I want to be doing today? And I want to be in a grocery store giving out cheese samples to people. Right. Yeah, that's not what I really want to be doing. And then... You know, you get this guy like just just hammering me with all these questions that sounded wrong. Anyway, d- <laughs> just nailing me with all these questions. 
Nah, nah, that, that still didn't work. Just, just asking just, you just, questions. Just pummeling me with all these questions. Just pounding you with questions. And uh, and I'm like, dude, I don't understand. So that's that's what I'm saying. So I, if I did do the if I was the wine taster guy, yeah, I would I would just have to make stuff mm-hmm. up. Like, well, yeah, this bouquet, it's very red. And you'd have you to like see. question anyone who like comes up to be then they're like a wine connoisseur. You'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't detect that hint of nutmeg in there. Right. I, that seems odd. I mean, I thought. Maybe I expected I mean, more beginner. of a professional palette from you. Everybody's got to begin somewhere, so <laughs> I'm just saying. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I guess maybe you don't know as much as you thought you did because the bouquet is clearly a scent of, uh, you know, <gasps> oh, the bouquet! Citrus. I forgot about that. The bouquet of scents and flavors. Yeah, the bouquet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you got to when you sample the wine, you got to do that. Oh you yeah. Know, taste it and slam it down your gullet or something. I love the bouquet of the three dollar and thirty three cent wine that they have at Fred Meyer. Oh, that yeah. is my favorite bouquet of yeah. all. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good bouquet, right? It there. is. It's real good. Okay, so there's that. I wouldn't be that. This is the job that they want me for, though. It's to go into the store where the person doing the the wine tastings are and spy on them. I my job would be to go in for a half hour at each location and pretend to be shopping in the store and basically watch them take notes of what they're doing and then report back on them. They have no idea who I am. They don't know I work for the company. I'm 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 spying on them. I'm spying on them and reporting so back to the company. You're hired by the wine company yeah. to spy on the person who the poor like person who probably doesn't want to be there who was in the same shoes right. as say the cheese person who was yeah. there for the day having to talk to people about uh-huh. cheese. This person's already having a bad day. Now they are hiring somebody independently. They're hiring somebody to spy on them. To spy on them. Yeah. You know what which makes me wonder I wonder if they did that to me. They totally did that to you. Because, you know, I never got hired back. You didn't because you know why? Because why would you not get hired back, Greg? Because what I would didn't the, know anything about Jesus. No, but what, what would the spy have immediately noticed that you didn't do? All right. When I did this, this was, this was last year. I needed some cash. And so I was hired, yeah, to be the cheese tasting guy. Ho, ho, ho. Try my cheeses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and one of the things I was supposed to do... Was wear this damn beret that they gave me with the company's logo on it. It was the worst looking outfit ever, and I refused to do it. I took one picture. I had somebody take a picture of me because he had to take picture evidence. Uh huh. I took one picture where I put the beret on. I'm like, and I asked another employee at the store. I was like, "Can you take a picture of me with this, with this on? With my beret on? With my beret on? I took the picture. Took it off. I didn't wear it. So I bet they were. They had a mole on me. They were spying on me. They totally did. Yeah, they didn't hire me back. They well, didn't now, hire you back. You know why? Because you refused to wear the beret. Well, and now that was the, part of the outfit. Now the tables have turned, though, and they want me to be the mole. So I'd be doing it to somebody else. I don't know. So you it have to sounds... be a professional tattletale. <laughs> That's what it is. That's essentially what it is. That's essentially what it is. So you go, and this poor person who's already like having to schlep wine yeah. at some grocery store, and they're just like, God, I could be doing so much else with my day. You know, I could be getting that project done. No, I have to give people little teeny samples of wine mm-hmm. and try to pretend like I care about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would I would sit there and like Well, let me ask you this. Them, Did it pay them. well? It paid a, cheese, right. a cheese sample guy? Uh, no, well, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. It wasn't that bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fairly good for what I was doing. So making some money. So, I mean, would you feel like okay morally? About that's, going, I guess that's the question. That is the question. How the do question I feel is, about ratting somebody out for doing it, a bad job? Exactly. Maybe they're going to be doing an excellent job. Maybe they are. Mm-hmm. I'll still have to find something they're doing wrong, though. I Why? mean, otherwise, what's the point of being a mole? If I just walk walk in there and say, oh, yeah, they did a great job. Maybe they aren't. No, maybe it'll make them feel good because their hiring practices are working. Mm, I don't know. I think it would be, it would be kind of exciting. Uh, the thing is, though, I wouldn't want them to, like, you know, if they figured it out, should I wear, like, a disguise or something like that? 
Would I have to like dress up You know up what you could do? You could go up to the person that you're supposed to be analyzing and try and like up the ante a little. What do you mean? I mean like whatever company, like say if this company's paying you like 20 bucks to go yeah. and like oh, tattle on the person. It's more than that actually. It's, it's not bad money. Okay. So yeah. they're, they're paying you to tattle on it. Um, uh-huh. You can come up to them and be like, hey, listen, the company you're working for, they hired me to, uh, to give a report on how, how good of a job <laughs> you're doing. You, uh, you toss me thirty bucks, and I'll I'll write you a gold star review. You know what? I think they I think they built that into the program, just in case for those situations, because you get paid more as a mole than you do as the sample person. Oh, okay. Like it works out to where you're making. Oh yeah, because you're selling your soul. So like that person, I mean, they could they could pay me, but then they would make no money. They would be in debt to me that day. They would be working and then still paying me more money. Okay, that's awful. No, you can't take that mole job. Well, no, I wouldn't. No, you're asking me to blackmail him. I'm saying I'm, I'm not, not saying, going I'm to blackmail. Just, I was merely suggesting if that was something that you might do. No, I'm not going to blackmail them because okay. there's. I don't see any gain in it because they're not going to be. There isn't any financial work. gain because you know how much they make. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Yep. And so it's not going to work out. I know they won't do it. So I'm going to have to. Hmm, I don't know. It would be pretty fun. Thing is, what would I do for 30 minutes in a grocery store if I'm not buying anything? That's really weird. You're going to be like lurky guy at the grocery store because the grocery store won't know I'm there either. So is it like a big grocery store? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the big is ones. Is it like a like a Safeway or something? Yeah, like, like something a Safeway that size? or Whole Foods okay. size. Yeah, one of those. So it's a, it's a pretty big. Yeah, I wouldn't know how you'd spend a half hour in there. I don't know what I would do because I'm not gonna. Uh, if I bought anything, it'd be on my own dime. So I'm not gonna do that. No. So like to give me an expense account or something. Exactly. So you need a snack expense account if you're. I would be just a mole. be. I would just be there lurking around the wine section for like twenty minutes, casually like looking back at the guy and listening in on his conversation. He'd probably call store security on me. Oh yeah, I'd be a creep. That they're, would be. They're be asking totally me creepy. to be. A, they're asking me to be a creep. Why do you think they asked you? I don't know. And why do you think you always get picked to be the creepy guy? No, I'm kind of wondering <laughs> about that. Why are they? Why are they asking me? Man, we don't really want you talking to her to the public. With this stuff, but you know what? You gave off a real good creepy vibe. Maybe you can do that. Mm -hmm. You look like a mole. That's what you look (laughs) like. That's what you can do. You're the mole. You look like a guy who would uh, probably rat out his buddies pretty quick if if the stuff went down. You you look like that kind of guy. That's the vibe I give off. I'm the rat. I'm the Ray Liotta to this. Uh, people are asking uh, in the chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, uh, do you use, uh, do you do, you could do your usual shopping at the same time. Now, let me ask you this. Are you like a... Are you like a grocery? Multiple stores, though. Okay. Oh, because I was gonna ask, like, are you somebody who goes to a grocery store and like, like, writes a list and does everything and like goes through and gets like, everything they need for the week, or are you just like, or are you like me? I'm completely opposite of that, where I go to the grocery store like every day and get what I'm feeling like eating for the day. Generally, that's what I end up doing. I, I try to do the uh, go there, get everything I need for the week, and but I, I just I don't have much time, mm-hmm. so it's usually a quick in and out okay. type of thing. So I don't know what I would do for a half hour. Yeah. I'm not going to buy a half hour's worth of groceries. Mm-mm. That's just not going to happen. So, yeah, I don't know what I would do. Hmm. Well, you don't have any time to do that this weekend anyway. No, I don't have. It's not for this weekend, but. No. You're going to be busy this weekend, Greg. I think the cat's out of the bag, Greg. All right. We're just going to admit it. Well, I think we're just going to admit it, Greg. All right. What are you going to be doing this weekend? As you guys know, the Fun Employment Radio five-year anniversary party is happening on November 14th. You can get your tickets at funemploymentradio.com. There's a whole lot of stuff that's going to be happening. Courage will be playing, couragemusic.com. Check that out if you have not. Uh, uh, Keelan will be performing Star Pilot. Mm Mm-hmm. Starpilotmusic.com. We'll be doing a live episode of Fun Employment Radio, complete with guests, a whole bunch of stuff going on with that. All on November 14th at the Boston Noble Ballroom. Tickets at FunEmploymentRadio.com. And then we're also going to be revealing the results of the ghost investigation of my house, which 
Fine. We'll just say when it's going to happen. The results won't be revealed until November 14th. But the actual investigation is happening tomorrow night. <laughs> tomorrow night at my house. It's we're going to be happening. doing a full-on ghost investigation. I've seen the rundown of what's going to be going on. It, it bothers me. There's like all kinds. There's it's filmed yeah, cameras everywhere. Yeah, but you've everywhere. been preparing all week. Like you've been cleaning. You've been getting yeah, I've been mentally getting prepared. Up. Getting been, things set up. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting everything set up. <sighs> there's actually like I, I was looking at the email chain. Like our friend Derek, who's a filmmaker, who's going to be filming this for us. Mm-hmm. Um, he already ha- he has like the whole thing like set like exactly how everything like it has like a rundown. Yeah, I know. of how things are going to happen, what order they're going to be in. Yep. Yep, it's going to be going on tomorrow night. I'm not excited about it. It's it's uh, it's going to happen. I've been cleaning everything, like setting up. I mean, cleaning just by like straightening up for 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 where everything's going to be filmed and getting everything Greg's prepared. Kind of flailing. I don't think the hat is going to last much longer on his head. I'm not excited about it. Apparently, mm-hmm. we have to turn off the power to the house. You do, like but shut off the breakers during this thing. That's not something I'm excited about. I don't want that. And uh, oh, also, quick note on that: no pop-ins. It's a very strict. If you want to see, people. yeah. So no, John, pop-ins. I love you, but no. Pop-ins. If you want to see angry Sarah, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to see angry Sarah. Yeah, no, yeah. No poppins. Because if, if be there's a, limited... a poppin, then we have to, you know, then you know this whole thing. Like people are flying in from all over. Like we don't. We want to have some shit, regardless or not, if it's haunted or not, or if it's just Greg's mental unraveling. Like we want to make sure that we have good quality video. Well, yeah, we just you can't have more people Mm-mm. for for what we're doing. So no poppins. But uh, yeah, I've been been getting everything ready. I got to say, I'm getting kind of. I'm not gonna lie; it's been in the back of my mind for like the last two weeks. Oh, I've been how do you like think nervous. I felt when I when I was getting ready for my for your stand-up. five minutes of stand up comedy that you did in front of a very friendly crowd that nope. was ready to do it? Because that was part of the bet. Sarah did five minutes of stand up at our last listener party, and then in return, I said I would do a ghost investigation at my house. Yes, I'm sure you were nervous about it. I'm sure. I was. This actually, I was be... looking I'm looking through our email. People have actually been commending me for being so kind to you during this time when, you know, when it was getting to be my time when I was super nervous uh, that you would just mess with me all the time. Oh, that I would mess with you? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So our uh, our friend Jody, listener Jody, wrote in. She wrote, hello to you, Sarah. I'm just finishing listening to the podcast from Monday, October 20th. Uh, I'm still giggling. You guys make my day. Then add Aaron. I love everyone you have on. However, I love Aaron very much. I must say you're a true class act. This is from Jody, who I don't like. Jody and I haven't met in person, but I love Jody very much now. And Jody goes on to say, I must say you are a true class act. All the torture and grief Mr. Nibbler gave you before your five minutes of stand up, and you've been so kind to him so far with the up and coming ghost investigation. And then she kind. says that I should uh, more than make up for that after it's done. <laughs> well, whatever. It's still going to happen. Here's the thing, though, about this. Regardless whether we find a ghost on some recording or not, either we find that and then I've stirred up some ghost in my house or there is no ghost, which is a very high possibility. And I'm just insane for all of the things that I've experienced in the house Mm. that I can't explain. I like it. So either way, I'm I'm extremely satisfied with the way this is going to happen. God, what if have you ever like have you given thought to like what if the fact like. Because I don't you know, I'm always like poking fun at you and stuff. And I mean, some weird shit has happened at your house. But have you ever actually really thought of the fact, like, what if we do find some weird thing in your house? What, like an entity yeah, or something? Yeah, like, what if there is, is something, like, you get something talking on tape or you get, like, an image of something? Fuck that. I know. Like, if you honestly think about it, because, like, we're all joking, like, oh, ghost investigation, Greg's house. But, I mean, 
what if something happens that like is totally because I'm not expecting something unexplainable to happen. Right. But what if it does? What if like there's some like I don't know. Like that's what I am kind of nervous about because I'm going to be there too. And I really don't want that to happen. I know. Like I mean, I really, I really do hope in my hopes of hopes that you're just going crazy and there isn't actually. Okay, here's one thing Aaron told me because Aaron Duran is the one leading the investigation, and I've talked about this before. You know, I live in a, a house in southeast Portland, set two stories in a basement, and I live in the converted attic. That's that's where my bedroom is, so it's it's finished all that stuff, uh, but there is still the little access doors to the ends of the attic that aren't finished at the very end of the house where there's insulation, but it's like a kind of a creepy-ass storage area Mm -hmm. where flooring was laid down at some point, which is just old doors. Who knows how old this is? Uh, Doors laid down there. That's where I found like a Kodak box from 1964, and I found creepy little kids' ornament things and toys stuff back in there. I've hardly spent any time in that place because it creeps me out. Aaron told me I'm going to have to spend, he he wants, he booked this to where I'm supposed to spend an hour in there in the dark by myself. Oh, hell no. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not doing an hour in there. I don't think you need to do, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I mean, that seems counterproductive. An hour in I there? I mean, I don't I'm think gonna it's going to go... be counterproductive because Aaron knows what he's talking about, but I mean, one hour seems like that's enough for you to go insane. So, I'll I go mean, crazy. Kind of, I know, it's like, what can actually, like, how will we be able to dispel the truth from you just going batshit from being stuck in a small space? Plus, you said you're kind of claustrophobic, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm not not entirely, but being stuck in like a little, stuck in that, in a little crawl space of my attic. No, no, I don't want to do that for an hour. I can't do it. I can't do it. doesn't matter about the ghost stuff. I just don't want to be in there. It's creepy. It's cre- Regardless of ghost things, it's creepy to be st- sitting in a little crawl space by yourself for an hour. I'm going to start to go crazy because there'll be no sound, no lights. You don't get to have compl- a light? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, other than the light of the camera, maybe. But I'm, I'm imagining it's going to have to be dark. Are you going to pull like a Blair Witch and like filming yourself and feel like your nose dripping? Like, I'm so scared. <laughs> I could. I, uh, it's just, it's very, very unnerving. All right. It's being noted in the chat. My people saying, make sure Greg gets as little sleep as possible tonight so he is primed for tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I haven't been getting much sleep because it is in the back of my mind. It's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking for me for a couple of reasons. Like one, yes, we're having a ghost investigation. I'm either, we're either going to find ghosts or I'm crazy, mm-hmm. which that I'm not looking forward to either result. Also, it's cameras in my house and I'm, I'm really weird about my house. Like I, I like people coming over and stuff, but filming it and putting it up on a screen, that makes me extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's either a tick or whatever it is. You know, it's just one of those things for some reason. I don't I don't get anxiety that much. I'm, I'm stressed out. This fills me full of anxiety. I'm I, sorry. Did you just say you don't get anxiety that much? <laughs> that is the biggest lie of all lies I have ever heard. You are the most stressed out person well, that's I have stress. ever met. Yeah, it's also anxiety. You're always just on edge about everything. Well, take my normal on-edgeness then and amplify that by about 10. That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about the cameras in the house. And, uh, you know, I'm doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm doing it. It's the cameras in the house. It's not me being filmed. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I will, I will follow through. But what I was saying is that I'm not getting a whole bunch of sleep because of that heightened anxiety level. Mm-hmm. And last night, I am having the most bizarre dreams. These oh, that's like, when, whenever I'm stressed out, I have the craziest dreams. It's like, oh, you want to sleep to relax? Nope. Shit's just going to be just yeah. as messed up in your dreams. And these aren't like supernatural dreams. It's not like ghost stuff going on. What I'm, but I'm having crazy dreams. Last night, 
here's here's what I dreamt, and I know I know how stressed out I am by the fact there's there's two things that happened last night. One of them is is just awful. the The main thing that happened was I was hanging out. It was, it was with a bunch of friends, and you know, in this dream world, okay, uh, you and were you there. The Gavin world. was there, and there and was you this, were there, and you were there. This thing that was going on was this new craze. I don't know. I could probably go back and analyze maybe where some of this stuff came from. But there was a new craze happening where people were getting plastic surgery and essentially turning themselves into animal people. What? So, yeah. Like, um, have you ever seen the Catman? The, the guy who turned himself into a tiger? And oh, yeah. Put, or like, like the, the lady who did Lion the same Man thing. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like that stuff. Only everybody was doing it. It was the big new thing. And Gavin was there. Billy Bob Courage from Courage. And Gavin was there, and he I, – I was hanging out at my house. I think it was at my house. And people were just leaving, and then they were coming back like, look, I got the new surgery. And Gavin was like this dog man. Like so he had this like giant Like a dog head. face? Yeah, it was like a dog face mixed with a human <laughs> face. It was the most terrifying thing ever. And then you did it. Like, <gasps> what animal did I pick? You were a cat. You were a cat lady. I was a cat lady? But like your head – it was like a morph between a cat head and your so head. So was my face like bigger? It was bigger. You had a big giant head. I had a big giant cat head. Yeah. But it was still had, my face? It was still your face, but like if you took Photoshop and blended a person's face with an animal face. Okay. That's what it looked like. Interesting. So you still had like a mouth and lipstick and stuff on. You had your makeup on, but then the rest of your features, you looked like a cat. It was so creepy. That's weird. So creepy. And so that was what was going on. Everybody was doing it, and I was opposed to it. And I was really upset that everybody was having this surgery. And you guys were all pressuring me to do it. And by the way, if anybody can analyze this dream, maybe this is just further evidence that we're just going to find out that I am crazy. Mm-hmm. Let me know what the what the, what your analysis is. But that's that's what was going on. I was really upset because I didn't want to do that. And that's when something happened. All right. You guys let me know you had already started the surgery on me. What? But it wasn't with an animal. You were blending me... This is what the dream happened. I know this is weird. Just follow follow along. Well, so we had I had my cat head, Gavin had, ca- had his dog head, and right. then we told you we started surgery on you? Yeah, because I was opposed to it, and you guys wanted me to get it. And you're like, no, we've already started it. You are um, – we've already started the surgery. You didn't know about it, and we're blending you with a plant. And I looked down at my rib. <sighs> this is so disturbing. Oh, God. And there was – like a bean, little beanstalk type thing growing out of my rib that was oh. white, growing, and I started ripping on it. I'm like, no, no, and I pulled it all the way out. Oh, that's this is giving me goosebumps. I had the dream about the plant growing. Is on this me too once much? Too- Should I take this out of the podcast? It's so disturbing. It's it's what happened. Didn't I have a plant dream? You did. I have never had a plant dream. I have <sighs> never had that happen. And that's what was going on, and I was ribbing out, and you guys were chasing me, saying, yelling at me that I was going to be a plant person, and you were really upset, and then you were obsessed with it, and I was running away from you guys trying to rip out this plant out of the side of my side of my. Oh, God, that's like ribs. giving me goosebumps. Is that crazy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, gross, Greg. I'm just saying, that's what happened. It's what happened. You know, I, don't, I can't explain it. I don't know. It was highly, highly disturbing. And uh, and that's that's just that's that's what went on. So, that's it. So, needless to say, the sleep that you're getting is not. It's not the best sleep. Pleasant. It's not the best sleep that I've had. I, I don't know. Is that too disturbing? A thing that I've just revealed? No. Okay. I mean, people have those dreams. Okay. I mean, it's not no less disturbing than you know 
someone getting their face eaten off in The Walking Dead or whatever. Well, yeah, no, that's. that's I mean, it's disturbing because when you think about it happening to your body, that's creepy. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we need to change subjects because okay. I'm. I've got to. I've got to get off of this. Pretty full of anxiety. I think you're riddled with anxiety. Riddled might be a good. I think that. Riddled with it. You're just riddled with it. Oh, hi, my friends. Hello there. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Sarah X. Dillon. I just saw, there was a video online of oh Sarah X that I just... Oh my god, I didn't even see that that was that chick's name until today. If you guys have seen the meme of, uh, <laughs> of it's not really it a, meme, a meme, it's a meme, it's a video. It's a video. Okay, it's a viral you, video. If you, and she also has like lighter colored hair and so do I, but that I do not look like her. There's a viral video of this girl in a bikini top. She's got large breasts, and she can. She has like real strong pecs, and so she's moving her boobs up and down to Mozart. You've probably seen the video posted on Facebook or somewhere. You just look up Mozart boob. She's not naked. Mozart or boob. I mean, That's honestly, like, that'll probably describe Mozart it. Mozart boob. Here's the thing, though. Her name, Sarah X. That's the girl's name. <laughs> God damn it! I just saw that today, actually. Um, Paul Goebel was the one he posted it on my page, and he's just like, Sarah X? And I'm like, why the hell would he post that on my page? I don't look anything like this. And then only today, that was like a week ago, and only today I saw that her name is Sarah X. No, I am not the Mozart boob girl. <laughs> All right, just to If clarify. you have eyeballs, you can clearly tell I am not. <laughs> Going on record. Yes. Sarah, no H. Plus, she doesn't have an H in her name, so we can clearly tell she's crazy. <laughs> All right. First up, have an update of a story that I had earlier this week. Now, you remember, um, maybe, was it yesterday? Yesterday or on Tuesday? About the uh, the U.S. airman who decided that it would be a good idea on a drunk bus to give a cop double wet willies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Never a good idea. Yeah, so he was going to court, and now he has been sentenced. This happened in Minnesota. A U.S. airman uh, on leave in Minnesota said he was... Uh, after he appeared at his court date, he said he was sorely mistaken when he thought it would be incredibly funny to give a police officer a wet willy. So this guy, his name is uh, Riley Swearingen, uh, 24 years young. He pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor disruptive intoxication charge, um, which involved the defendant, two moistened fingers, and both of the police sergeant's ears. Ew. Yes. So, of course, we all know the story where he decided to stick his wet fingers inside of the uh, sergeant's ears. He was immediately arrested. This guy is so lucky to get off, like, as easily as he has. What did, what did he get for it? Well, because initially they were going to charge him with, like, a felony battery on a police officer. Right, With yeah. bodily fluid. Yeah, that's serious charges. Yes, so that was, uh, so that was, that charge was dropped in exchange for his guilty plea. Uh, so in court, uh, swearing and said, I thought it would be incredibly funny to give police officer a wet willy. Uh, I'm incredibly sorry for what I did. I never thought I'd be spending my weekend in jail. Well, luckily, that's all he got. So he was. Uh, so he only was sentenced to have to spend the three days that he already spent in jail. So time spent and seventy-seven dollars in court costs. That's it. No probation. Or that anything? is it. Three days in jail, though. That's decent. But I mean, yeah, sticking he is, your he's like saliva lucky. moistened fingertips into a stranger's ears, into albeit a police officer, a police sergeant's ears. Yeah. I mean, maybe it has to be because he's a U.S. airman. Like, yeah, maybe that, that I'm helped sure that him a little in. bit. Yeah. I'm sure that played in. 
But I mean, that seems, I mean, you can get arrested and spend lots of time in jail for just looking at a cop wrong. Yeah, some places you'd just be shot. Yep. True enough. So this guy only got time spent and $77. He should thank his fucking lucky stars Yes, for that. Yes. So just wanted to give you an update on that one. Uh, next up. So, Greg, of course, it's another week. There are uh, more people getting creative with their language these days. Therefore, the dictionary updates its words a lot more frequently. Okay. Because people are always you know, coming up with their new, new lexicon and the Please kids. tell me. There's a certain new word that I hate. Well, Collins English Dictionary has announced that they are putting in some new... So they're fi- wow, this is just a handful of, I guess, 50,000 new words that are being added 50, to... 50,000? Yeah, the Collins English Dictionary. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one that is. Uh, so it's the 12th edition of this dictionary. So there's some latest ed- editions. Uh, the newest ones that are going into there are Photobomb. Which I guess, I mean, that's... All right. Selfie. Oh, oh, I hate that word. Uh, meme, which right. I guess is a thing that, that makes yeah. sense. Twerking. Oh. Uh, also one of them, uh, so there are a couple other ones uh, that they've announced. So the Bitcoin is in there, which I guess it's a thing, so let's see. Vape. Yeah, but that's more a product. Yeah. I don't know if that's a... Th- well, okay, whatever. Uh, vaping. Ugh. Ugh. And finally, a dorkable. What? Adorkable. Adorkable is going to be an official English word. A, I've never really heard that word. It's usually like used when in comparison to like Zoe Dashnell or someone. Someone who's just like, oh, you're adorable and dorky. You're adorkable. Ew. I know that word is so annoying. That's gross. Yes. So. Well, good. It's. Please tell me, trill is not in there. Uh, it doesn't say. I, I can't tell you for sure. That trill is not in okay th- because is when in there. when trill makes it into the English language, I might have to completely learn Spanish. Fun Employment Radio may have to go to Spanish <laughs> because I, I I can't exist in a world where, where trill is an actual official <laughs> word. I don't know, Greg. This is the world we live. Trill in. is the worst new word. I would take twerk over trill. Ooh, and I hate twerk too. Trill is Why terrible. Why is it about trill that bothers you? I so don't much? know. It just bothers me. It just bothers me. It just does. Okay. Trill Barton. I don't Kenny know Trill. anybody who who uses that word. You're not on Twitter as much as I am. No, I'm trying to figure out Twitter. It's just not working very well for me. I don't. I, I just don't know how to use it very well. But I did. I'm trying to like. I updated a couple times a, a day now, with probably really boring things. Usually about how much I want to punch you in the face. Yeah, I noticed there was a whole thing. It's like my theme. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I can go to Twitter to like talk about how punchable your face is. Yeah, whoever Reed is uh, apparently agreed with you. Next up out of New Jersey, speaking of things, I mean, not not you if you're from New Jersey. You, you're wonderful, but a lot okay. of New Jersey isn't. Okay. Not you, Greg, you're not from New Jersey. I'm not talking to you. No, I know. I'm talking to the people in New Jersey. I'm making sure you're not offensive to them. I'm not offensive to them. We have listeners in New Jersey, Sarah. I know. It's not all Jersey Shore. I know that, Greg. That's okay. why I'm saying it's not you. All right. I'm, I'm talking to you in New Jersey, not you. Well, this happened in New Jersey. Um, a New Jersey man, known to folks around town as Hammer, has been arrested uh, after being discovered to have a plethora of heroin with him that he was selling under the brand name Ebola. <laughs> it's just the weirdest story ever. 
What? So this guy named Hammer was staying at the Ramada Inn in Tom's River, New Jersey. Uh, so he was raided by uh, police after they got evidence of drug dealing at this Ramada Inn that he was staying at. So uh, at the Ramada Inn. Huh? At a Ramada Inn. So this guy's real name is uh, Barnabas Davis, but his nickname's Hammer. Wow. He's so I know Barnabas Davis. That's kind of a cool name. Sounds like a gangster from 1930. I like the name Barnabas. Barnabas Davis. Hey. Uh, but from henceforth shall be known as Hammer. Now Hammer has been involved in tra- uh, heroin trafficking from the rear suites of the hotel. Now the Ramada Inn claims to have no knowledge or prior involvement and cooperated in the investigation. Um, so when they were able to raid Hammer's room, they found 633 wax folding papers containing heroin and about 40 grams of crack cocaine in the room. That's I'm not uh, not a heroin user myself, but that sounds like a lot of heroin. That sounds like a lot of heroin. And you know what? Uh, like, I know you probably you know, like heroin's addictive and stuff. But I mean, like, how far gone are you where you were like, hey, I'm gonna buy heroin from Hammer, but I need to make sure to get the Ebola brand of heroin. I mean, if you're a heroin addict, I think it's just, I don't think you're going to care. You don't care if it's, a, yeah, and he said that he named it Ebola because it was timely. I wouldn't think that a disease would be like the time, like, hey, you know what, I have all this heroin. I'm going right. to name it, it can, uh, you know, after a disease. I'd like the AIDS crack, please. <laughs> right? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, who would want that? But apparently he was, uh, he was very successful. Not anymore. Hammer's been charged with possession of heroin, possession of heroin with intent to distribute, possession of crack, and possession of crack cocaine with intent to distribute. He's being held on $300,000 bail. Damn, Hammer. Gonna wait to see what other hammer jokes you have. I know. I wanted to. I, I wish I would have prepared. I'm ill prepared with my hammer jokes. Mm-hmm. And finally, Greg. This is a slow news day. Yeah. Greg. A lot of speculation is happening as to what people are going to do during that pesky upcoming zombie apocalypse. Oh, jeez. Again, it's on Tuesday. Now, if and when the zombie apocalypse is nigh, we all have to make that one big decision. Where are we going to go? Where are you going to hide? Where are you going to live? What are you going to do? Now, somebody decided to take it upon themselves to list the 25 cities... That you should not stay in during a zombie apocalypse. 25 cities, 25 main cities in the United States of America. Number 13, Portland, Oregon. Really? Is the city not to be in? Not to be in. Apparently we have uh, a high zombie potential death rate. Why? It doesn't say specifically, so let's see. Uh, So here it says... um, so Honolulu is ranked as the most appetizing city for zombies. So they'll make easy... Okay, so this is why Honolulu is number one. It says they'll make easy targets for the walking dead with the city's high walkability and lack of hardware stores. <laughs> it also has a high hospital density, making it easy for zombies to find weak victims and is extremely congested with some of the worst traffic in the nation. Okay. All right. Uh, New York is number two on the list, followed by Newark, Boston, and Washington, D.C. Portland comes in at number 13. All right, so they were calculated, uh, they were able to calculate the survivability of these specific cities using the following criteria. It's based on highest walk score, lowest hardware store density, highest hospital density, and most congestion. Okay, I disagree with that. I think Portland, if we're going to go down this road, I don't think Portland's a bad place to be. All right, well, I wanted to talk to you about this. So there you go. There there you have it. That's your world crazy. I mean, I look at it the same way as I do when I when I build my compound, you know, and get my whole uh, cult thing going up in the woods. Are you There's, still doing that? 
Oh yeah, it's happening. Okay, it's slow build. So there's, if if something were to go down, well, you're, you're like really serious about this. Your your arms are like no, your T-Rex arms are just going like crazy. No, you'd be fine. And actually, uh, Fliberty in the chat mentioned, hey, there's water everywhere. We got a, we got two giant rivers right here. There's plenty of boats. Take a boat, get out on the water, boom. Yeah, you're but fine. it takes a while. And for then us- go go wherever you want after that. You no, know, but go- you could get like zombies could come in on either side of the river. I mean, like it takes it would take a while yeah. on a boat to get to the ocean. Okay, there's an island right on the Columbia. You can fa- you could get up. I'm revealing my secrets in case the zombies. We don't know if the come. zombies are water walkers. No, they're not going to be able to get through the water. You don't know that. They're not going to be able to walk on water. No, walk underwater. Oh, they're not. No, the current's too strong. You get on a boat down down in downtown Portland. Steal a boat. Take that up the Willamette over to the Columbia. Hop on like Government Island. Or one of the islands? No, not government island. One of the islands doesn't have a bridge anywhere near it. Well, like Ross Island? No, mm, I guess you could do Ross Island. Mm. That seems a little risky to me. I know I'd go out to the Columbia, and then you set up camp right there on that island, and then you can ferry back and forth, get supplies. Boom, done. It's easy. You're if, simple. But if people, if can humans restart could right get, there. if humans could get boats, that means that the zombies could get boats too. Zombies don't take boats. You don't know anything. Zombies do not ride in boats. They can't drive boats. That's a that's a that's a noted principle. We of don't zombies. know that for sure. Zombies are not going to be able to drive in boats. Okay, if they can drive in boats, if they're smart. Yeah, then yes. Then all in John trouble. is bringing up a good a good point. Is the, the zombies can pile into the water, build up a pile of zombies, and then walk over them and then eat you? No, because the the current's too strong. The current's too strong in the Columbia. It would take forever for that to happen, and you could see that coming for a long time. So you could get back in your boat and move on down, move on down somewhere else. Boom, foolproof. The other thing... Is that what you'd do? You'd go on a boat? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm. I'd get on a boat, get on an island, or I would head up to the mountains, because I know lots of places in the mountains where I could I could probably get away from a lot of stuff. It'd take them a long time to hike all the way up those mountains. You'd drive all the way up there. And then you're stuck on the top of a mountain, where they could be, where you could be surrounded at the top of a mountain. No, you get up that on top of something very so you can bright. see, and then you can see when they're coming, and then you know, you know, you know what's going on. It's another possibility, I'm just saying. All right, it's being asked for for speculative purposes. Uh, okay. Do these zombies run or walk? I'm going to say they're walkers. Yo, yeah, then you're fine. Get on a boat. I mean, you'll have to fight your way down there, but just take a car. It's not very far to get to the water. From but you know what? You don't even have to. I think at that point, you don't even worry about the zombies. You worry about other people jumping on your boat and sinking it. Because people are going to be losing their minds. Oh, you're going to, yeah, you're, there's going to be some sacrifices. No, it's just like in the Titanic. Like, everyone was, like, grasping and clawing for all these kind of things. And, like, Leonardo DiCaprio got the door, and then, like, he gave it to Kate Winslet, but then she wouldn't share the door with him, and they drowned. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, everyone's going to be fighting over, like, if there are only, there are only so many boats. Well, then you got to get there no, first. No, you'd be a sitting duck. You'd be a sitting duck, and then the boat will capsize, and then nobody will have a boat. I'll find a boat. And then you have to go on land. Oh, I'll find a boat. I I know where I can get a boat. I can get a boat right now if I wanted to. I'm telling you, you take a boat. That's okay. the best way to do it. So that's what you're saying. You'd go on a boat. Yeah. Easy, simple. Mm-hmm. You can ferry it back and forth, get supplies. You know what? I know exactly where I would go because there's an island out in the Columbia that's near a Costco. So you set up shop on the island. You ferry in. Yeah, you got to fight a little bit. You got to fight a little bit of zombies. Get into that Costco, but then you load up. And then run straight back to the river and ferry it right back over. Bam! I'd be set. I would start a new society. Do you know where here I'd in go? Portland. I'd go up to, um, what is it called? Is it Fort Lewis? Yes, it is Fort Lewis, up in Port Townsend, where all those bunkers are already built. And mm-hmm. I would find my way, because there are all these like hidden bunkers along 
uh, the water line to, like along the shore. Mm-hmm. And I would go uh, and figure out and, and make a new life in the bunkers up there. Nope, you'd be, you'd be. No, that you can work. hide you'd in, you can hide in different places. No, no. Actually, it's being noted in chat. Uh, Keelan saying, "Greg, your next adventure water filter can't filter enough water for you to live through the zombie apocalypse." <laughs> That's why. That's where I would go. That'd be one of the first stops. I'd go to next adventure. <laughs> On Stark and Grand, and I would load up on everything in there. I mean, you know, if it's the zombie apocalypse, so things Hey, if have you happened. wanted a boat, you could go to their paddle sports store. <laughs> you go there. It's true. <laughs> Next Adventure is the perfect sponsor for a zombie apocalypse. They've got a camping store, I mean, outdoor store with everything you could possibly want. Clothes, water filters, all the survival gear you would need. You go to the store on Stark and Grand. And load up there, nextadventure.net. You can, you can pre-plan your <laughs> zombie apocalypse. So fucking shameless. And then, and then you go over, pick yourself up a couple kayaks and some boats so you can load those onto your main boat. And then you have little day boat things. And you go day to the, the water sports center. <laughs> Bam! Next wow. Adventure will have you set for the zombie apocalypse. We should talk to them about a possible advertising campaign for that. Maybe we should. Mm-hmm. Nextadventure.net, <laughs> wonderful sponsor of Fun and Punnett Radio. Chat says, why wait? Load up now. <laughs> <laughs> Be ready for the zombie apocalypse. Go to nextadventure.net. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is going to be really so You're really happy with yourself. I am. Okay. I am. It's kind of perfect. It's kind of perfect. We just solved everything. Sure did. We should probably make Next Adventure aware of the fact that we just directed everybody toward them for the for the zombie impending apocalypse. Impending zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Yes. Stock up before it's too late. <laughs> and get, you have to give Keelan full credit. Keelan was the one that thought of it. I'll give him partial credit. <gasps> He brought up the next adventure oh water filter. Oh my god, Greg, just give him full Keelan, I give you full credit. I'll give him partial Greg, credit. You're such a turd. Just do your thing. I expanded on it. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine in the chat is saying, I will wait by the river and take Greg's stuff. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. I did just kind of give away my whole plan there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention to what's going on. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right, it's very uh, small balls today. We're playing small balls. That's all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the the one story, the possible fun with race story. That, we'll leave that to Keelan. Yes. All oh, right, you were gonna yeah yeah yeah. That. All right. Let's talk balls. So. Balls. There is uh, this story. This is coming from the Los Angeles Clippers, where there's going to be a new fashion trying to take place in the NBA. So something's making a comeback. And that thing... Mom jeans? Short shorts. Oh, really? There's an L.A. Clipper. Oh, yay! (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. Yes. Are you kidding me? Those men are just made of muscle, and they're... Gorgeous! Oh, I want to see more of them. I hate those big, saggy shorts. <laughs> I've never seen that much response from from a topic in ball talk. All right, I love a little. That's why I love looking at old. Oh, short shorts. It is. I approve. It's as short as he can get them. So it's it's a guy by the name of Chris Douglas Roberts. He has uh, apparently just signed a deal. He's he's a bench player, but he is ordering the shortest shorts they make, which is apparently only a medium right now. 
Thomas. Okay. He said he believes the short shorts, the shorter the shorts, the more he's... The closer to God. The more... <laughs> no. Oh. The more agile he can be to get on the perimeter and defend. <gasps> totally! I mean, think of how much of the performance is being hindered by these big floppy shorts. Now, they're not as short as, like, old-style 70s, 80s shorts, because they just don't Should make them be. like that anymore. But they are shorter than what the what other players wear. <laughs> Keelan says, Jesus, I don't need a nut outline in my basketball. No, I am a fan of the big shorts that they wear now. I'm f- perfectly fine with that. I'm not. Just think of how, like, m- much more spry, like, things are going to slow them down. You've done stories before about how runners, like, will, or swimmers or whatever, will, like, shave their body hair because it'll, like, you know, make them go a little faster. Like, imagine this guy with his lighter, smaller shorts. He's just going to be on top of the world. <laughs> Well, he is attempting to bring it back. So Chris Douglas Roberts. I approve. Will be wearing short shorts. All right. Sarah gets her seal of approval. Moving on in ball talk. I brought you that story, the breaking news yesterday about North Carolina, University of North Carolina, where it was revealed that for essentially like 18 years, they were running athletes through completely bogus classes. Bogus independent studies, which does happen a lot. However, this seems like it was on a very large scale. Okay. And the fallout is beginning. So there is a... Let's see, the U.S. Justice Department looks like they're starting to look into it now. Nine people were just let go from the university, from upper-level upper, upper level staff. And it's just... It's, it's starting to... Uh, Starting to tumble down. Like there's, okay. a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be going on with this. Uh-oh. I guess I'm just bringing it up again because don't you're you're going to be seeing this a lot in the news. I think this is going to become a pretty big story. Okay, it's it's going to become pretty big. So right now, nine employees were deter- were terminated, and it's still happening right now as this story comes out. So there you go. Okay, moving on to ball talk. We we'll just go to this one. This is our final story here in ball talk, and it's pretty damn cool. So the World Series. Proceeded with Game 2 last night. Of course, the San Francisco Giants took the first game, and the Kansas City Royals ended up taking the game last night. They sure did. Even the series, 1-1. One to one. I still got to write Lisa and tell her, tell her what I want to get from the San Francisco Giants game, World Series game, Game 4. I'm just happy. it's like, I don't like baseball, but I did watch that game, and it's really fun to watch when there's a lot on the line. Yeah, no, that, that this is when it's fun. Like I, I like the playoffs in baseball because that's it. Like there's so much on the line, it makes every bat, every at bat matter. And my girlfriends and I might or might not have been watching it and playing along with the game. Uh, which players are not wearing cups? A lot of them don't. That is not what lines. I watch mm-hmm. watch baseball for. Why would you not wear one? Are you kidding me? 100 mile an hour fastball. If there's a slight chance, no. No, thank you. That'll ruin you. Kansas City Royals played last night, and they did win. And there was one lucky fan that got to go to the game, and here's how it happened. So it's a guy by the name of Ryan O'Connor, and he's a server at a suburban Kansas City restaurant called Rock and Brews. And before the game, or I guess this was on Tuesday, Tuesday when that game was going on, he was happened to be the waiter for the wife of Wade Davis, who's a Kansas City Royals relief pitcher. Okay. So Wade Davis's wife was out with some family, family and friends, and just having dinner out there. And when they got done with their meal, he dropped off the check, and she turned to him and said, hold on, I was going to give you a tip, but instead we thought you might want this. And they handed him a World Series ticket to sit with them 
to watch the game. What? Sit with That's the awesome. players' wives section, which you know it was a good section, to watch the game. Just some random guy that was happened to be serving them. They said, uh, you're going to sit with us. We're a pretty cool family. And they ended up bringing him. He was their guest to the game. That's some random really guy cool. Him. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. He's, he's just this young kid. But uh, I guess I guess Rock and Brews said that they immediately gave him the day off to go to the game. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So okay, I, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. No. An employer could be, have been a real ass about they, it. They could have been an ass, but no. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like they were all on board. They're like, well, yeah, you're going to the World Series. So this kid got to go see it. That's that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty cool move. I don't know what's going on with. Don't worry about it. In the live chat, Sarah's uh, distracted by something. No, no, no. I was just writing because uh, it's being pointed out that I'm totally ruining sports people. I'm sorry. It just so happens that you were talking about the short shorts, and then I, I, we just so happened to be playing the cup game yesterday. Fun game, guys. Fun game. Lucky kid. Getting to see the game. All right. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. That's one of those situations that happens, and it just makes everyone fantasize for the rest of their lives. Like, oh, maybe someone's just going to walk up to me and give me... Yeah, right. like a playoff ticket or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So who knows if he even knew that she was the wife of a player. He probably uh, didn't even know. Well, then that might mean that he was just a really good server. Pretty good server. Mm-hmm. Pretty good day. Pretty, pretty good. All right. Oh, just realized what time it was. <gasps> oh, my. Well, I feel like I have a little bit less anxiety, although tonight's going to be rough at my house. It's going to be tough. Got to stir everything up for tomorrow. No. No pop-ins. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You guys are fantastic. We love doing this show. We thank you so much for your support. Be it whether you're subscribing, $6.99 a month, the first week is free to listen live to the network with all of the fine programs that are on this network. Um, it, you know, it helps us keep the keep the lights on, as they say, and keep the studio uh, a good mm-hmm. place for all the shows to do their to do their shows. Um, or you just listen via podcast, and that is awesome too. We do, though, regardless of however you listen, we'd love to see you on November 14th. Yes, that that is very important to us. If you are able to make that, yes. that would be a way that you could show that you. You know, if you don't listen or like catch every single podcast, right? You don't catch every single one. Like, if you could show up, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, and we're putting on we're we're putting a lot of work into this entertainment. It's going to be fun. That's the bottom line. It's just going to be a fun time. I don't Hell want you guys yeah. to miss out on it. So you can get the tickets at funemploymentradio.com. You can click there. There's a link where you can buy the listener party tickets. If you want to go to the five year anniversary party and the Swashbucklers Ball, which is the next night, and get a discount on tickets for both. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash pirate, and that is where there's a special discount for... It's, ba- it's essentially for listeners of Fun Employment Radio and, and the network, and uh, yeah, it's for you guys. Mm. So, But you can tell other people, too, so let other people know. Yes. Funemploymentradio.com slash pirate. They might think we're kind of weird, but we are weird. Yeah, but so you guys are awesome, okay. so yeah. <laughs> if they're friends with you, I guess you, know, you can make them awesome. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. You guys are fantastic. I am going to end up going home in a while and then being full of anxiety. Well, I hope that you don't have weird, creepy animal dreams tonight. That was so disturbing. All right, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Uh, Thanks, everyone. (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com, bye, guys.